This is episode 461 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Start Prepping Here, Prepping for Personal Safety, Part 1. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by Audible. Now, Audible books were the inspiration, or at least one of the inspirations, for this podcast. I purposely don't add bumper music to the podcast because I want it to feel more like an audiobook that just starts and provides value. I love to learn and grow through audiobooks, and Audible makes that so easy. If you're not a member of Audible, you can join for free for 30 days and start your Audible journey with two free books. The great thing about Audible is that you can cancel at any time, and you keep the books that you have downloaded. So for more information, click the link in the show notes or go to thepreperwebsitepodcast.com forward slash Audible. All right, guys, before we get into our article of the podcast, I do want to give a shout out to Derek who left a review on iTunes. He says, I love this podcast. Very informative. By the way, this is the first review I have ever written for anything. (laughs) Thank you, Todd, for this amazing podcast. I've been listening for about a year now and love what you do. I went through all your podcasts and downloaded about 200 of them. I just finished them and am caught up. This podcast is very informative and has a wide range of topics. Todd brings religion into the podcast at times, but I love that part of it. He inspires me to be a better Christian. For all the religion hater preppers, not sure how you can believe the world will erupt in chaos without believing in the Bible, considering the Bible says it will it will, and how it will. Keep up the great work, Todd. All right, Derek, thanks so much for that review, man. I really do appreciate it. It always makes my day when I see a review come through. And, uh, you know, I just I just really do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I like to hear where you guys are coming from. You know, for instance, like Derek, he really liked, he really likes the religion aspect of it. Uh, when I talk about my faith and stuff, I know there's a lot of people that do talk or that I have heard from that do like it when I do talk about that, that type of stuff. Other people are like, hey, you know, I'm not necessarily religious, but I don't mind it when you talk about those types of things. And so, you know, that's great. I mean, there's podcasts out there for, you know, all different kinds of genres and even in preparedness, there's people that will focus more on the doom and gloom and focus more on, uh, you know, just on, I guess, on the entertainment kind of value for it. And, uh, you know, I, I try to focus a little bit more on the faith at times. I mean, it's not primarily just a, like a Christian preparedness podcast, but that's one of the things that's, that's I guess, who I am. So that's going to come out. So anyway, Derek, thanks so much, guys. And if you are listening and you'd like to give a review, you can go over to iTunes or any other podcast network that you listen to that allows you to do review reviews uh, that will allow people that when they're stumbling upon Prepper Website or the Prepper Website podcast, you know, they see a review, they, they might read a couple of reviews. I mean, I know I do. And if it's interesting or it shows that people are like, hey, okay, they're giving me a little bit of information here. Let me go ahead and subscribe and start downloading some of these. And so uh, that's always very helpful. So thanks so much, Derek, again. And uh, guys, again, if you'd like to give a review, I would greatly appreciate that. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our article. It comes to us from a year without the grocery store.com. And this article is entitled Start Prepping Here, Prepping for Personal Safety, Part 1. I know we talk a lot about 
home safety and home security and those types of things. This is, a, I think, a great article. It gives a wide range of information here, talking about personal safety, some things that you should consider. And, you know, guys, if you are, uh, maybe you are the main prepper in your house and or for your home and your spouse doesn't necessarily necessarily prep um, but you are concerned about the things that are out there i mean they, there are crazy things actually this article starts out with a story uh, about going to the store and you know the the craziness that can be there so this is one of those things that you might want to share with your spouse right and you know, with your wife uh, or with your significant other, uh, you know, maybe your daughter, and just say, hey, look, there are some things here that you should consider and some things, some safety things, especially out there when the, the world is so crazy, people are, you know, the economy is kind of hurting, although Wall Street would make you think that everything is great. You know, people in on Main Street, people are, you know, they're, they're feeling it. And so there's going to be more crime because people are having to uh, you know, bring in more money. Those people that are going that way, you know, have that tendency to to do crime, to maybe take a purse, maybe to steal credit cards and wallets and those types of things. That's going to happen more and more. And so we're going to need to be a little bit more uh, proactive in the way that we handle ourselves when we're out there. And so this is a great uh podcast. Maybe this is one that you might want to share out with your spouse. I mean, you can easily share that out, right? Uh, through uh, your podcast catcher. But uh, if if not, if anything is just, hey, here's some great advice that you could share with them as they're going out, maybe as they're doing their Christmas shopping, as they're doing regular shopping and uh, things to be smart with. So let me stop jabbering here and let me go ahead and jump right into this. Again, start prepping here, prepping for personal safety part one. When I was newly married and living on a college campus with my husband, one evening I went out to pick up a few things at the grocery store, not a half a mile away. My husband owned a car when we got married, so I drove it to the grocery store. Pulling into a parking place, I noticed a guy sitting on the hood of a car several cars down from me. I noted it, but didn't put too much thought into it until after I got out of the car and started to the store. Instead of staying where he was, he got up and followed me. I was away ahead of him and made it into the store quickly. While I was in the store, I kept a close eye on what was going on around me. I couldn't see him anywhere, so I purchased my groceries and chalked it up to overactive imagination, mostly. Before I left the store, I glanced around and made sure the coast was clear and then headed towards my car. The guy was standing with his back against the wall of the store just out of eye shot of where I had glanced around to make sure that he wasn't around. He started following me again towards my car. What was I going to do? How was I going to keep myself safe? I'll tell you a little later in this post. One thing I will tell you is that one incident taught me a lot. It taught me that I could be in danger so close to my apartment. It also taught me that anyone can get attacked. I have never had a Barbie doll figure. I learned that there were steps that I had already been taught that did help me and could use to protect myself, steps I could take to ensure my safety. So here are some things that did help me or other items that I could have carried that could have protected me in that situation. So mental awareness is our key to safety. This is different than mental preparedness. I think the best way to describe mental awareness is by using a scene from a movie. Do you all remember the scene from The Bourne Identity where Jason Bourne is sitting in a cafe across from Marie? After discussing the fact that he doesn't know who he is, 
He tells her that the first thing he did was to catch the sight lines and the exits. He followed that up with the fact that he can list off all the license plate numbers from the six cars outside. The waitress is left-handed and the guy at the bar weighs 215 pounds and knows how to handle himself. He proceeded to tell her that the best place to look for a gun is in the cab of a truck outside. Do you remember the scene? If you do not, you can find it here. He knows what's going on around him. He's very aware of everything, even if he doesn't know who he is. A great way to promote mental awareness is something that I have learned about called Kim's Game. In Kim's Game, a plate or tray of object is placed out. You look at it for 30 seconds or so, and then you cover it. How many of the items can you recall? The more you play it, the more you observe life as it is lived around you, and the better you will get at it. In regards to safety, EDC or everyday carry will vary from person to person and a lot of what you will want to and be allowed to carry will depend on where you work and how you travel to get there. So the first thing is keys. Did you know that keys can be used as a personal safety weapon? Assuming you have multiple keys, slide one between your pointer finger and your middle finger. Slide another from the same ring between your middle finger and the ring finger and then put another between your ring finger and your pinky finger. If you ever find yourself in a position where someone confronts you or tries to attack you, do this with your keys and then punch them hard in the face. All right, and so guys, you know, a lot of the new vehicles have key fobs, and so if you don't have any like big keys that you could do that with, you might want to consider like going to Walmart or going to a place where they do make keys and just get a fake key. Maybe they can, maybe you could even file that down a little bit. I don't know, but uh, something, you know, a big key would be one that you would want to hold in the middle. So, um, you know, my key, I still have, uh, I have a key fob, but I also have a big key that that's on my, uh, on my key ring. And I, I'm able to use that if I ever felt like I needed it. Another thing uh, along those lines is, um, you see them all the time on Instagram, right? Um, these rings that people create, they might look like a wolf or they whatever, but um, they're like rings that, that stick out and they're almost like brass knuckles, but it would only be just one ring. And that would really, really hurt people. Um, but I think they're gonna be illegal in a lot of places. I know uh, I looked into it here. Um, not, not to mention the fact that just for like one ring, it's, you know, it could be $50, $60 depending on what it's made out of. But, uh, you know, I guess if you could get away with saying that it's something else or maybe it was a gift or you didn't realize what it was, uh, maybe, you know, you would never get you know in trouble for having one of those. Um, for, well, you first have to get stopped and they would have, to, you know, you would have to empty your pockets and all those kinds of things. But um, I don't know, that might be an option. You might be w willing to risk it having that thing with you because it's something that would do a lot of damage. It's not necessarily brass knuckles, but it would work along those lines and it would cause a lot of damage. All right, the next item is an air horn. This is something that I learned about in the last year or two, but it makes sense. If someone wants to hurt you, they don't want anyone seeing them do it. An air horn will make itself heard and therefore make you seen. This can't do any damage, so you need to take that into consideration. This may be an upside for you if you simply want a deterrent. And so a lot, a lot of the air horns, uh, you know, they're pretty big, so you would have to have a, a, a decent size uh, purse, I guess. There's some that are smaller. I mean, this one that that they have on the uh, on the website here, the picture, it looks a little bit smaller than some of the ones that I've seen. So uh, I guess you can find them out there. Okay, so next up is pepper spray or mace. 
This is also a deterrent form of self-defense. Pepper spray or a can of mace can be sprayed at an attacker in the eyes. This will cause temporary blindness in the person at whom you sprayed it. Pepper spray works by spraying capsaicin or a natural derivative of spicy pepper plants toward an assailant. The capsaicin in the spray then inflames the mucous membranes of eyes, nose, throat, and lungs. It causes the eyes to involuntarily close. This can last for up to 15 minutes. Pepper spray can cause difficulty breathing, choking, and coughing. These side effects could last up to 30 to 45 minutes. Mace, on the other hand, is one of the brand names of tear gas out there. This is a nerve agent used in tear gas for crowd and riot control. These are not known to do any lasting damage. Many products for personal use on the market today are actually a combination of pepper spray and tear gas. Some even add a UV dye which will help the police identify an assailant. If you are concerned about harming someone's eyes, like maybe if your child accidentally could get into this, according to the Vision Eye Institute, a single exposure to pepper spray shouldn't cause any lasting damage to the eye. Repeated exposure could cause damage to the cornea. You do need to check out the laws in your area because believe it or not, some areas don't let you carry pepper spray or mace. Next up is a knife. Second verse, same as the first. You do need to check out the laws of your state and municipality to see which kinds of knives you are allowed to carry. There are so many different laws as to how long the blade can be. Laws about fixed blades versus folding knives, etc. Make sure you check them out. I have never used my knife in self-defense, but I carry a legal pocket knife on me at all times. Sometimes it blows my mind to think that there are people out there who don't carry a knife. A knife is one of my primary tools that I carry with me daily. The intent of carrying it has never been to harm anyone. I open boxes or cut cords of various sizes and widths. I could whittle down a stick to a nice point if I needed, and so much more with my trusty knife. The great thing is that it also could double as a self-defense weapon if I needed it to. Since it is almost always clipped on the pocket of my skirt, it always is always with me for whatever reason I need it to be. Alright, and next is a stun gun. I know that many people think of a stun gun as a weapon that harms, and it absolutely can. I was challenged to think of a stun gun in a different capacity recently. Pulling out a stun gun in itself can be a huge deterrent to someone attacking you. If just pulling it out doesn't deter someone, then you can activate the stun gun in the air. Your potential assailant will see the electricity jump from one of the exposed electrodes to the other. It will also make an impressive sound as you activate it. You'll literally hear the jolt of electricity. If this in itself doesn't deter someone, then hitting them with the electrodes will stop them. It will interrupt some of the signals between the brain and the voluntary muscles temporarily. This in turn will cause muscle weakness, loss of balance, confusion, and disorientation. All of this should allow you to get away from your attacker. Now one of the downsides of a stun gun is that they aren't legal everywhere. In my glorious cough cough state of Illinois, we can own a stun gun if we have a FOID card. An FOID card stands for a firearm owner's ID card. The government so graciously allows us to own guns if we have a FOID card. They also allow us to purchase ammo, but only if we have a FOID card. So please note the dripping sarcasm of those last couple of sentences. 
Here in Illinois, we also have to have a background check in order to purchase a stun gun, despite the fact that they are only $10 on Amazon. And we also have to wait 24 hours to get it. Really? Yeah, it so sucks. All right, so I don't have a lot of experience with stun guns. I would think, I mean, I've seen videos where people, where police officers and other people have used stun guns on people and they can still keep coming after you. Uh, definitely people still, even if they are on drugs, I mean, people have unloaded whole magazines into people and they still come after you. Uh, you know, if it's a, a smaller caliber, right? So I mean, it's not going to completely disable someone. I would think that it would have to be a very powerful stun gun to be able to do that. But again, I don't have a lot of experience. If someone has a really good uh, article or maybe um, maybe a video that they have seen recently, I'd love for you to share that with me. I'd love to look into that because you know if if a stun gun is relatively cheap, that might be something that uh, a lot more people would consider uh, carrying around with them. If uh, if it was something as as cheap as ten dollars, even if it was something as cheap as you know forty five fifty dollars, and it really did. Uh, cause you know somebody to or disabled them enough to where you could get away right so anyway um like i said i don't have enough information about a stun gun uh, i i know it's probably a lot different than a taser or whatever but anyway so i'm just kind of talking there so if anyone has experience i'd love to hear from it uh hear about it the next one is a firearm of course whether or not you are able to carry a firearm will depend upon the laws of your state and which permits that you have for your state this will also depend upon where you work. If you work in a public building, they may very well not allow you to carry a firearm. It's interesting though. I know of a business in our area that actually encourages their employees to legally carry while working. It's probably one of the safest places around town to work. Now, an important note about each of these. No matter what you choose from this list, whether one or all or none, you must feel comfortable handling the item. If you are not comfortable handling a firearm, don't carry it with you every day until you feel confident in its use and the laws which govern its use. If you carry a knife, make sure that you aren't afraid that one of your children or grandchildren will get into it. Devise a way to keep it secure before you handle it. If you are going to carry a stun gun, then make sure you aren't worried it will accidentally go off. Make sure you practice not on a person, please, using it so that you know how it operates. So back to the story. So I'm walking back to my car when I realized that the guy had been waiting outside the store for me and started following me again. I put my keys between my fingers and make, made a very tight fist. There was a family walking about 10 feet ahead of me. I hurried up and joined them as they were headed in the same direction as my car. As I hurried to my car, I hopped in quickly and locked the doors. It wasn't just seconds later that I was pulling out of the parking lot. I was safe, though, in part to some of the things that we've talked about here. Situational awareness and being ready to use my keys as a weapon. But you know what? I'm so glad I didn't have to. So what about you? What kind of items do you use for self-defense? Would you add anything to this list? What kinds of things do you feel comfortable actually carrying? I'd love to hear. All right, so... Good article here and a lot of great information. I think another a real easy thing to carry, I know that I've mentioned it before, would be a whistle. And there's, uh, you know, you can get whistles very cheaply off of Amazon. And uh, there are some that are really big. They're like, uh, 
I guess they're called like a wind whistle or something like that. Um, they're really, you can get the nasty orange, you know, so it's easy to find, I guess. But they're really, really loud. And so if you didn't want to carry an air horn with you, you could carry a whistle. And that would, uh, you know, a big whistle like that, you're blowing it. I mean, go out to a park one day and just blow it. And just, you know, so you get an idea of how loud you can get it and uh, what you need to do to use it. But in a situation like that, that would draw a lot of attention because just like an air horn, it would be a sound that a lot of people don't uh, normally hear, right? Not, not necessarily in a parking lot. And so things like, uh, man, I know I've been in parking lots before where car alarms are going off and people are, don't, even, don't even stop to take a look at it, right? And they're just, they're just walking by. And so car alarms, um, you know, that would be one of those things, though. I mean, if you have uh, your, your key fob and you have a car alarm, you, you know, holding the button down on a lot of them will set the, uh, the horn, will start it going and, uh, you know, flash the lights and things like that. So that will create more of a sound. Um, but again, like I said, people will pass that up a lot of the times and not paying any attention to it. But if you were to add some of these other things, definitely, you know, like a whistle, that would be something that would draw a lot of attention, I would think. Um, the other thing is if you go to the store and they have security of any kind, you can very easily just ask them, say, hey, will you walk me to my car, right? They do They do want you to do that, especially if you're going to the mall during the, during the holidays. And if you are going, if you are at a grocery store and someone is sacking for you, you can always let, you know, give that sacker the ability, even if it is one or two bags, right? And you are, you're just concerned about, you know, the area you're concerned about going out there. It's worth it to give that sacker, let them walk with you and give them $2 or a dollar for taking their, taking the bags to the car for you. And in just doing that, you know, that would be worth it. You'd be walking out with another person. Sometimes if you are, you know, like you're going out and maybe you're going out with someone and you don't have a sacker, there's not a police officer or whatever, just what this, what uh, she did here is she found a family and she started, she caught up with them and she walked with them to, uh, you know, to feel a little bit safer and being able to get in the car. Sometimes if you had a lot of food and groceries like that and someone was coming, you know, you felt someone was coming after you. You know, you might want to put all the groceries in your car first, but maybe you would want to just jump in your car and go ahead and lock the doors and see what happens, right? And uh, if that person seemed like they were coming after you or they were coming towards you, uh, you could, you know, even call the police at that point once you're in your car uh, and you feel a little bit safer. So it's always worth it to get away, you know, feeling protected and safe uh, in, in, in leaving the groceries behind. And granted, now nowadays, groceries is so expensive, I completely understand. You could walk out of the grocery store with two bags and spend $100, right? Um, it's, it's crazy how expensive things are right now. But still, it still would be way worth it than getting mugged or getting hurt or getting raped or getting, you know, kidnapped or whatever, all those different things that could happen versus, you know, whatever little groceries you have. So having a plan, having a little bit of idea of what kinds of things like, okay, I would do this, this, and this, or, you know, this is not as important as my safety, you know, going through those exercises, those mental exercises are important. And then being situationally aware is always going to be very, very important. We need to do that. You know, we need to get off of our phones. We need to be looking around, you know, have your head on a swivel, looking around, making sure that there's not craziness going on, wacky people, crazy people, 
park underneath lights if you have to go out at night or you know don't even go out at night save it for the next day you know just try to be smart about it but anyway so good information here some ideas of uh you know personal safety and uh, if you haven't thought about that you know look into it definitely and maybe that might be one of the christmas gifts you give somebody that you care about maybe you give them a stun gun maybe you give them a whistle maybe you give them an air horn or some pepper spray you know pepper spray i think i believe it needs to be changed out every so often right every year every two years just to keep it fresh and i mean you could you know keep the the older ones or whatever um one of the things i know that my wife does is when she's walking out of a store if she doesn't feel comfortable, she puts that the mace, she already has it ready to deploy and she has it in her hands and she has it up, you know, up and ready to go. So if anybody was to come towards her, they would or they would see that she has mace in her hand ready to go. It wouldn't be one of those things where she would have to grab it out of her purse or to, you know, grab it and then, you know, whatever. I mean, it's ready to go. It's there. And so people know that that's, you know, that was that would be one of the things that they would have to deal with. And so they might say, you know what? I don't want to mess with this person. This person is uh, is a little bit more aware of what's happening and they are ready to fight back. I'm going to pick on somebody else who is not and maybe I can you know grab their purse and run. And uh, unfortunately, that's the way that people think nowadays. And uh, you need to be a little bit smarter than the, your average criminal out there so uh, to, to be safe and to, and to stay safe. So guys, that is a prepping for safety part one over at a year without the grocery store.com. And that's it for episode 461. Hey, to subscribe to the show, you can head on over to the prepper website podcast.com. And that way you never miss another episode of sweet prepper goodness and take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.